And welcome to the Men Up Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Christian Shabu. I'm Drew Chin. Will Van Dyke. And together, we are the four guys here for the Level Up by digging deep into current events, sports, pop culture, and leadership, and challenging ourselves to not just meet this moment, but build momentum for all of us. We like to start with a warm-up. So each week, this warm-up is a question that's equal parts fun and focused to get us ready for the game ahead. Think of it as the layup line for your mind. Gentlemen, what is a moment from this past year that you are grateful for? Well, it's really easy. Uh, I had a baby at the beginning of this year, which has been a, a lifesaver emotionally, physically. Having a child present during a lockdown and a quarantine, um, particularly like an infant who just like brings joy as a follow-up to that. Grateful for the moment of realizing that I actually love and enjoy fatherhood um, because I was not somebody who was like, oh yes, can't wait to be a dad, you know what I mean? But now that it's here and that it's happening, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. Yesterday, I just went on a greenway trail with my two kids, but even better, we went off the beaten path. We saw a little bit of an opportunity for like a trail that just looks like the road less traveled. And we ended up doing a big, long circle, trying to figure it all out. Uh, so shout out to my kids for just going there, you know, walking with dad, enjoying nature um, in the middle of a pandemic. You know, I think the last year has been marked by the support of not only my family, um, my immediate family, my wife, my kids, and, you know, her family, but, um, you know, my uh, extended family on my mom's side. Um, and uh, the way in which they've all sort of stepped in and stepped up and helped out throughout this last year has, you know, made me feel incredibly grateful. Um, it was, uh, I know, not a situation that I could have handled necessarily on my own. And so uh, we had a lot, you know, many, many hands make light work in a more sort of vanity way. I'm grateful for this new house that we have too. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, just a, you know, one of those scenarios where I didn't know I needed a change of scenery until I got it. You know, yesterday I was reflecting in my journal, as I often do, and, you know, I just sort of took this question and went through and identified what ended up being a dozen moments, right? And that just honestly felt like, uh, you know, an abundance of riches in a year that is really challenging for all of us, um, but for some folks more than others, right? And so one of those moments actually was back in January before the pandemic hit, I wrote and directed uh, my first full length play and got to put that on. And it was just a really cool moment. I remember the moment after uh, one of the shows had gone up and was done and we were doing the talk back. And you know, it was a combination of the actors that I had on stage were all people that I care deeply about that are members of the New Haven community that are incredibly talented people, uh, ran the gamut of some of the folks in our theater company and some of the young people I've had the opportunity to mentor and everywhere in between. Also in the audience was like my former director uh, in college plays. She was in the audience. One of my best friends was in the audience. Some of the young people that I've been able to work with were in the audience. My mom was in the audience. So it was this really cool moment of just a lot of people that I care deeply about were there uh, to see a thing that I created and, and it actually be a successful thing, right? Now, unfortunately, the momentum we built with that play has kind of ceased because of the pandemic, but nevertheless, that was a really powerful moment 
for me this past year that I'm really grateful for. As always, we need a pep talk here. So we need some words of inspiration, some motivation. Lamar, what do you got for us? Yeah, first of all, are y'all paying me additional for these free motivational speeches or what? Yeah, are we looking at the scoreboard right now? Is Lamar putting up LeBron numbers on these motivational talks? Like his pep talks, I think he's uh, I think he's putting up trip dubs. Listen, what has happened here? Lamar's usage rate has gone up as we've shifted episodes around. So it just so happened (laughs) he's been back to back to back. Um, I'm going to keep it really simple and short. Um, In order to give gratitude, you need to reflect. Um, And I think it's just been very clear that uh, in the conversation that you all just shared your stories about why you're grateful, like there needs to be some kind of formalized process around your reflection. For me, it is journaling at the end of the month. Shibu sounds like you journal. There's a level of, yes, I thought about this and I'm grateful for this. But then there's something to writing it down. And then there's something to actually telling somebody that you're grateful for them and that you care about them, right? And so I just think there's levels to it. You know, do whatever works for you the best. But there has to be a level of reflection and action attached to that reflection. And, and it takes a little bit of courage as well to tell people that you love them, that you care about them, to reflect on how you can be better, to reflect on what you do have and what you don't need. To everybody that's listening right now, if you need to take a moment to actually do that reflection that Lamar just offered up, do it, right? Or after this episode, take some time to reflect. Maybe you're listening on Thanksgiving Day, maybe a couple days later, right? But whatever it is, take some time in the next couple days to really sit down, reflect, whether it's writing, whether it is talking it out loud for yourself, doing an audio recording. We got so many ways to actually reflect powerfully, but take some time to reflect so that you can really understand what you're grateful for. So with that, we are going to get into it. Drew, check in here and tell us what is the topic of today's episode. So as we were thinking about prepping for Thanksgiving, we just thought to ask the questions, what is the power of giving? And also, what is the power of forgiving? And we thought particularly like, why does that really matter, especially right now during the holiday times, especially during a pandemic, and especially during real divide in our world? One thing that this brought to mind is um, an email that I got from my graduate school professor. Shout out to Shaf. And I got to be honest, like he's one of those guys that like, I can't tell you what I learned in class, but I've always remembered this email. This email came on November 21st, 2006, and it goes like this. I forgot to wish you all a wonderful Thanksgiving break last night. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And please... Do give thanks for some of your blessings and remember to practice the other giving that is to forgive, forgive those who cut you off on the highway, forgive those who are not like you, forgive those of us who are human and make mistakes, forgive yourself. What came to mind when you first let in with that email, Drew, was that people forget what you said, forget what you do, but they won't forget how you make them feel. Um, and I try to live by that step, definitely my favorite quote of all time, um, but something that I try to live by and that reminds me of the email itself, like, don't know what I remember this class, but this email hit me in a way that I still have it 16, 14 years later. Like that's meaningful. You know, I look back at ways in which I've been wronged or, you know, areas in which I might need to you know, forgive somebody. It takes a lot for me to have to feel like I'm, you know, 
needing to forgive somebody for something. And so um, it's a really, it's a really high bar usually that, that has to be met before I'm doing that. I don't know if maybe that's, uh, maybe that means I'm also prone to holding grudges. I don't think I am necessarily, but you know, I, I think that that's, that's the reflection point that I think I went through when both reading the, you know, the text that you sent us through and, and then just sort of prepping for this a, a little bit as well is like, do I have an accurate barometer for when and where and how I need to forgive? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, do I have a barometer of how to give forgiveness, right? And I think that that's one of the things that was really interesting as we put this episode together and, you know, the, the two ideas got, you know, sort of sandwiched together, which is like the, the power of giving and the power of forgiving. Suddenly, like it clicked in my mind. And it sounds almost silly to say this right now, right? Like that you have to give forgiveness. I think as I reflected on that was like, in my mind, forgiveness was kind of this thing that just eventually happened, right? I, I don't think I've ever had a barometer, right? Of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm ready to forgive or this person's ready to forgive me. But, it, but I think reframing it around, oh, you actually have to give that thing, right? It has over the last couple of weeks, just thinking about this has, has reframed for me forgiveness, right? And starting to consider you know, who are, who are some people that I need to forgive, which includes myself for certain things, who are people that I would really love if they forgave me, right? And, and seeing where the overlap there is and what it would take to, to give that forgiveness. You also got to give forgiveness probably to yourself to free up, free up yourself to be giving. Um, so I'll lead off with a quick, quick story and example. You know, Shabu shared his moment of gratitude, which was his play. And, you know, I'm not on that list that was in the audience. And that's a crushing moment for me, calling him my best friend and not being there. And I remember I was talking logistics to go up with another friend of ours from Quinnipiac. And I had this whole plan lined up, like I was going to fly into Philly. We're going to drive up together. And then for whatever reason, just we didn't do it. And I say this because after that, I, you know, I felt really bad and in debt to Shabu and he was awesome. He's like, look, like it didn't happen. You tried your best. Like, don't worry about it. But I was really angry at my other friend and I didn't say it. And really what it comes down to and needing to forgive myself is I'm, I'm angry at myself because I could have still made it happen. And I made it easy to say, oh, because my friend didn't put the plan together with me. I can't get there. Lamar talks a lot about value alignment. So my values is to show up to the people I love. And that's the biggest lesson I'm doing out of this COVID. Like once we can see people again, I'm making sure that I'm doing everything I can and I'll be there. Great story, Drew. That was like a great story to share because we all live in blame so quick and easy. We live there so quick and easy. And it takes time to actually stop and be like, what did I, you know, where did I go wrong? Even if you're trying to forgive inside of that conversation, it's not going to work when you're blaming them. So you got to find out where you can take the responsibility and ownership to, to push that situation forward like you would probably do with your employees. Like if something went wrong with your employees that you didn't get done, that's on you, bro. Like you didn't give them the tools they needed. You know what I mean? Um, and that's generally how I kind of look at uh, forgiveness and any kind of responsibility, even in friendships like Drew was mentioning is like, well, what could I have done differently to make this go the way I actually wanted it to go? 
Drew, I got a follow up for you. Would it have made a difference at all if instead of just me saying, dude, don't worry about it. If I actually said, if I heard you say like, you know, I'm really sorry, whatever you were saying in that moment and said like, okay, I forgive you. Because I remember having those conversations with you during and after the show, right? And I remember being like, dude, don't worry about it, right? Like literally the most understandable thing in the world. You live many states away, right? You have a family, like totally understandable on, on my end, right? Very reasonable. And very reasonable, right? Like it's, it's unreasonable to think that you would actually come. It's a good question for this. No, because it was, I wanted to be there for the moment, you know, and we've all been at live theater or live events, you know, theater being one, like there's an end and you applaud and it gives the opportunity for those that created it to look out and see like, who's there. And I wanted to see my friend, like, like shine in that moment being the creator. So no, it wouldn't have made a difference. And it's a values thing of, I could easily say, yeah, I got to stand by my family. I can't do it. But like, I was committed to go. My wife was like, yep, go. I was doing it cheap of like, oh, I'll fly into Philly and then we'll drive up. And it's like, I could have just done something else. I had enough time. And it's, it's one of those things where you put your money where your mouth is. And next time will be a different story. In this scenario, you know, I, I'm, it is almost like it's a it's a barometer to which you know I, I I think we got into this a little bit in the very early in one of the previous episodes where I think I I used Shibu and our relationship of thirty plus years to a certain extent in setting this whole thing up and joining on because I was like well I'm just going to trust him inherently and if I screw up I'm going to say oh I'm sorry Shibu it didn't work out. Or whatever, but to a certain extent, like I'm gonna feel bad about it, but I'm gonna know that Shibu's gonna be like, you know what? Next opportunity comes around, he probably is gonna reach out again because we gave it a shot, we tried, and that that's how it is. But like I I made that calculation sort of early on too to be like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna give this a go and see how this see how this all works out, trusting Shibu, and I know that he's gonna trust me back that I'm gonna give it what I can, and then we're gonna see where it, where it nets out. But um, that's 30 years of, of, you know, relationship built in that I, I kind of was able to take that risk to a certain extent. So I wonder if there's a little bit of that calculation that goes into how much you're going to forgive somebody, you know, family sometimes gets, you know, taken advantage of a lot in, in some ways because you're, you know, you're, you're tied to them and, and you let a lot of things slide necessarily. And, and you can, you know, get away with, I guess, a little bit more of not offering forgiveness or asking for forgiveness and stuff like that. And some of the poor decisions that you're making, but it's, it's all part of that calculation. I had a friend of mine who he lives in Philly. We've done lots of work together. Uh, I think he reaches out to me because he knows I believe in him. Um, and I love being around what he's working on his projects. And I was supposed to come pick up a book from him maybe like three months ago. He's doing a book club and I was part of the book club. I was supposed to go get the book from him. He was in New York and I completely spaced it, forgot, didn't show up. And so, and I didn't realize until later that I didn't go, didn't, I was supposed to go there at like four and I just forgot. And uh, he messaged me like afterwards, he was like, bro, like I didn't really appreciate you not showing up. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, I felt super bad because he has invested in me. He has trusted me. I've, you know, given my word in the past that I'll be there and I show up. And so like, he was just disappointed and it wasn't personal. It didn't last, it didn't linger, but like 
it took a, it took a hit because I was like, oh, why are you coming at me like that? But who am I to determine how hurt he was by me not showing up? Right? It has nothing to do with me. It was just like his expectation of me. I think when I called him, I was seeking forgiveness and I got it from him. And what, what's been hanging with me since is like, I still needed to forgive myself. And I think to your point, Lamar, of communication, it wasn't really communicated up front, but I think he didn't have an expectation of me going there. Hence, it was easy to forgive, right? Whereas like I had an expectation going there. And I want to name this, especially in this season where like we're getting together and figuring out, are we meeting for Thanksgiving? Are we meeting for Christmas? Are we doing virtual? When there are unmet expectations, that is the, that equals disappointment or even more resentment. And I remember reading about this and someone calling like stealth expectations, which I love that word, like the things creeping under the radar. And if you don't talk about that, especially during the holidays, like I think that's why holidays always go awry. If something does get between you and that other person, whether it's a, a friend, a partner, a family member, right? To, to address that stuff early on, e even within yourself, right? Because sometimes I think we, we have this idea that like, oh, years will just like allow any sort of like wounds or, or hardship where forgiveness is needed, that it will just allow it to heal up. I think what we see more often than not is that like years can actually make it even more challenging to Absolutely. actually get that forgiveness, right? And I think one of the things that is super interesting to just see, right, in the last couple of weeks, so like HBO Max just had the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Along with that was the Red Table Talk with Will Smith and Janet Hubert, right? And you're talking about a rift that happened 30 years ago, right? Which was essentially like Will Smith, like misspeaking and being very critical of Janet Hubert as a black woman in Hollywood and, and the way she was approaching her work. But 30 years has gone since that moment happened. And if you watch that Red Table Talk, which I you know, strongly recommend everybody watch it, not just to like understand the context around what happened there and why suddenly Aunt Viv was a different person come season four, uh, but also is to see just how much pain was there for both people and how hard that moment was to actually seek forgiveness because the years had gone on. Obviously, these things get edited together, so let's be clear about that. But if you watch both Will and Janet's stance in that, in that red table talk, there is a whole lot of listening going on, right? And not as just saying like, well, here's my story and I'm not gonna listen to yours, but listen to the other person and, and really seek to understand, which shout out to our first two episodes of season one here of the Men Up podcast. I'll be perfectly honest, I've not watched it yet, but um, how important was it for Will Smith giving the platform to have that conversation openly? Was that more or less valuable and did it, or did it bleed into like a vanity project to a certain extent, or was it genuine enough that it, it, it served its purpose? Because I think that that's a bit of the giving part of this conversation that we have to have too, which is a true, you know, true assessment of, are you giving for vanity or are you giving for genuine appreciation for somebody? I mean, I'd say a couple of things. One is, Will Smith has acknowledged within this, you know, reunion being launched on HBO Max, even within the Red Table Talk, like, listen, if we're going to do a celebration of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it seems impossible to actually do this without Janet Hubert and acknowledging this, right? We're talking about like 30 years celebrating it, right? So, so I personally, like I take Will Smith, I take any person in that context at their word on that level. I think it's worth noting too that like, you know, they could have easily done the celebration and not have any part of the Janet Hubert feud, 
right? And so, so I, you know, I, I think the vanity piece to it could easily be like, oh, well, it wouldn't have been as successful. Like, I doubt that. I mean, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was one of the most successful primetime television shows ever, right? So I think anybody would have watched it on HBO Max and found it out, right? So, so I think it was important. Will acknowledges that, like, you know, if we were going to celebrate this thing, right? If we wanted to actually really celebrate and really find that joy, we had to address this, right? And I think that that's the important piece to understand, right? Like, imagine, imagine with the four of us here, right? Like, if there were things that we actually had to forgive each other on, like, if there was some sort of feud between Drew and I, or between Will and I, or between Lamar and I, there is no possible way we would be able to do this podcast well. Because underneath all of that, us like trying to give our best, trying to celebrate in some ways each other and build relationships would be this thing that was just like really needling it at me or one of you, right? So, so I think if we really want to have the kind of celebration and joy that we want in our lives, you have to give forgiveness. You, you have to find the ways to do that of others and of yourself. I think it was done right. And to Shabu's point, like he knew... He's like, if I'm going to do this right, like you got to have her here. But he also knew like, if I'm going to do this right, like I got to unpack this. And I, I bring this up because I, I brought this up with someone else the other day. I think there's a really big difference, and especially for men, of doing right and being right. You know, if you're going to do right by someone, like it's going to require, like we said, listening, but also like getting out of your own damn way and thinking you are right. Go. And what was so cool about that episode, you saw Will really like model. He's like, I need to know her narrative. He's like, I didn't know all this. And I was stuck in a place when I was 21. And they have a doctor on the show, so they unpack it even further. So shout out to Will like for being really vulnerable. And I do think, you know, behind the scenes, there's probably some strategy between him and Jaded of like, hey, could we use the red table as a platform? Of course, yeah. But I think, but I think that's so cool because I don't think we all think of that enough of like, what's the work we got to do behind the scenes to show up in the moment? We just go into the moment, you know, and sure, we, there's different platforms and it doesn't need to be with millions viewing, but I just say, I think we've said this on this show a couple of times, like, what are you all doing behind the scenes to get right and do right for whatever the moment requires? Like, that's what the level up is. I know what work I need to do. I'm not doing it yet. Please share. When I think about like two of the people or two relationships that I've had in my life where I feel like there is still forgiveness that needs to happen. And I say that like both like I would like forgiveness from those people, but also I need to forgive myself within those relationships. Uh, it, it is around my dad and it's around a woman that I dated for a long time. And I've done a lot of work on my own with that. And the reality is like I need to do some therapy around that because I have reached the extent to which I can do that work on my own. If you were to re-engage any of the people that you feel like you need to forgive, is there a level to which, you know, that is not what they want, right? They, they've moved on. They're like, why are you back in my life? Why are you bringing up, you know, this thing that happened or whatever? And like, what is the purpose of this type of thing? And so I, I'm always fascinated as to you know, that dynamic of it of like, you know, because this is weighing on me, is it also on them? Is it also material to them? Or is it just my own scenario building that I've done in my head? I think that's what's so hard about all this is that we are so ongoing as human beings. And it's how do you 
how do you recognize if closure is needed and is that okay? And then how do you do it? And that's really hard work. Forgiveness is, is for you. It's not, it's definitely not for that other person because I do a talk with young people uh, about story versus reality. And a lot of the times we are in our own heads about something that happened that the person has no clue about. They don't even remember that it happened. It wasn't even a, a thing to them. So I think to your point, well, um, you can't worry about what that person, if they want to hear from you or not, because you got to get right with yourself. Now, the expectation now should be though, if you're reaching out, you can't do, you can't be casual. And I think that's what Shabu was talking about with the red table is that like, there's this moment we need you to be a part of this, but we also got to recollect and, and unpack this in order for us to get to a new a new place. Um, and so in this case, she needed the healing as well, but, and sometimes it, it may not be that way. So um, I just think that you have to be as vulnerable as possible. The two people I mentioned, like my dad and this woman I did for a long time, Kelly, like one, my dad is dead. So there's no getting forgiveness from that person directly, right? And with Kelly, to your point, like I have sought that out previously and it's just like, no, I'm good, right? And got to respect that, right? But, but what I'm, for me, the thing I'm identifying is like, listen, I've done a lot of work there on my own. And at the end of the day, like in both of those situations, there's still a heaviness, right? Mm -hmm. And on some level, that heaviness is instructive, right? It allows me to understand like, okay, like this is how I want to lead my life in some way. But at some point, at least for me, like that heaviness, I've got to be able to find peace with that. And Shabu, like, I think it also takes a lot of awareness and no ego to say, I've done all that I can do on my own. I still need to go get more help. I need more support. I need additional. That takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. Will, I'm interested to know from you, how do you not give weight to, you know, certain things? Like how do things stay light? I think one of our biggest challenges is that like when things remain light, it's hard for somebody to like communicate when it actually hurt them a little bit deeper. I try not to add too much weight to a lot of decisions that go on where it's like, I'm an opportunist for, you know, majority of the decisions that I make where I'm just sort of looking for an opportunity and I think, but it doesn't mean I'm an absolutionist, meaning that's the only opportunity that's going to present itself. You know, it's, it's like an old saying of like, with one door opens, another one closes. But then like, I actually look at it as like, one door is going to open, but then it might open itself a crack and you have to sort of slide yourself through. Or then it's like, oh, wait a second. Actually, it just, it just, there's just like this other door that I just didn't see before. <laughs> and so you just sort of like, you know, change your perspective based off of the opportunity that presents itself. So that's one thing. It's like, and then the other thing is I have a tremendous amount of trust in people. Like I've, I have, you know, I'm not a faithful person. I mean, this is a whole other podcast in itself. I'm not a faithful person from a religious perspective. I have a, a ton of faith in humanity and, and a ton of trust in people that at the core of it, if I'm as true to them as, as I expect back, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say like, you know what, that, that decision didn't go the way that I thought it was, but I, I believe that they were probably making the right decision that they thought for themselves. As we're wrapping this up, Drew, I want to come back to your question, which was all about like, what's the work we're doing behind the scenes. I want to make sure that you answer that. What's some of the work that you're doing behind the scenes related to whether it's giving or forgiveness? Come on. You can't ask the question and not have I a know, response. I you know, know how it I works, know. man. I think this is, this is, 
this is special for Drew because it's something he's working on. That's Lamar observes. The listeners can't see me roll my eyes. I do need to do forgiveness to free me up for give, giving this season. I like to think of like Thanksgiving to Christmas is like this season of generosity. And I would say um, I got to do some work to both forgive myself and then to earlier, like stop blaming some that are close to me, um, especially as it relates to the holidays and holiday arrangements and get togethers. So there's a little teaser. Um, so I need the courage to go out and I think ask for forgiveness where I blamed because it was a little bit more me and, um, how I handle it. Um, but don't, don't underestimate the burden. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that many of us do is that Christian used the word heavy and burdens weigh on you. They weigh on you and you can, you can tell when the energy shifts, when it comes off, like you can feel it. And the way that you know Will Smith did in that table talk, or the way that Jen Hebert did to him, it can completely shift the energy in your life. Completely shift it. As we always like to do each week, we want to make sure that we are offering up resources, ideas, and people that continue to inspire and motivate us as we level up. So in keeping with our love of the game and knowing that we want to make sure that we are always sharing so that we all can win, it is time for the outlet pass. I'll kick us off here today. And we already mentioned it, but incredible red table talk between Will Smith, Janet Hubert. But I would just say in general, if you have not clued in to the red table talks on Facebook, watch, please do it. I mean, just incredible episodes, really a lot of strategies and tools of like whether you're finding forgiveness for yourself, for others, having difficult conversations, really a masterclass, I think in a lot of ways. Yes, is it produced of course it is but honestly like really powerful vulnerable work happening lamar over to you what do you got for us this week with the outlet pass i reflect once a month in a, in a passion planner passion planner at the end of the month has like seven reflection questions that allow you to kind of really go in and dig deep about what your month was like what are you grateful for who are you grateful for you know what are the three things you want to celebrate those type of questions um, and so if you're having a hard time reflecting or if you're not like a big journal person, um, you know, find three questions that you can answer uh, each month or at someday and, and make sure you write them down, write them down. Um, and that way, I think it allows you to uh, start reflecting on what more you need to give and also reflecting on like who you can or need to forgive as well. The topic of this chat, I think, led me down a little bit of a research hole in terms of, you know, how to give uh, structure, I think, to the reflection a little bit. And, you know, as as all busy people do, we do, you know, we usually hit the first link in Google and then see where that takes us. But um, but honestly, in, in some of this, I, I found that there's actually a, an International Forgiveness Institute, which sounds hokey and all that kind of stuff. But this, um, uh, this doctor, uh, Robert Enright, um, has a whole book about, you know, sort of forgiveness and then particularly self-forgiveness, because I think as, as you know, I, I don't want to lose track of the fact that you course correct yourself and then you allow yourself to then give the forgiveness as well. So you, you, you know, give yourself forgiveness and then you can give forgiveness to others and then ultimately lead into, giving to anybody. I believe this episode is going to come out before uh, Giving Tuesday, which is on December 1st um, as well. So make sure that you're, I think, finding opportunities to give uh, back 
Awesome. And shout out to Small Business Saturdays happening during this holiday shopping season. Finally, Drew, over to you. Final outlet pass coming your way. What you got? Mine's going to be a book by Dr. Harriet Lerner. It's called Why Won't You Apologize? Healing Big Betrayers, Healing Big Betrayals and Everyday Hurts. Wow. But the, the breakdown for the audience is it, it basically encompasses the nine rules for true apologies. And I love that subtitle because, you know, I like there's a spectrum, right, between big betrayals and everyday hurts. So in the season of forgiveness, um, what do you got to do to move forward? Before we go today, uh, we have a new segment here at the Men Up podcast. We want to take a pause for what we have gotten wrong. Now, whether it is in an episode or in real life, we're going to misstep. We're going to overstep and not always practice what we preach. We are not trying to be perfect. We are committed to progress and integrity. And so we've got to call our own fouls. So, Will, I'm going to go over to you. I know you have something from a previous episode you want to identify and call your own foul. What you got? In a previous episode, I think during uh, one of our outlet passes, I had mentioned, you know, um, um, a mom that had made some book recommendations that I thought were very valuable, but I didn't give her, you know, credit where credit's due. Her name's Dr. Dr. Nia Nunn. She's the, she's on the board of directors and I believe the director of the, the board for a, a organization called Southside Community Center here in Ithaca. So she was the one that recommended that uh, stamped um, book by uh, Dr. Ibram Kendi and uh, Jason Reynolds, uh, the remix version of that. And so um, I wanted to make sure that I gave a proper shout out for, for that. She's uh, done some amazing work in, in some incredibly challenging times. Shout out to that. Yeah. Snaps. Particularly as, as men, I think it's super important to reflect and recognize that, you know, we can be better, be better. Because I know that, you know, in many instances, men feel, the, feel like they don't have to do that. Um, and I think it's just not... I'm not every man, but, you know, systemically and in business and in leadership, it, it feels that men don't have to apologize. Um, so I think this is just a great way for us to hold our, each other accountable and to take men to another level, leveling up, if you will. Hey, I'm going to add my own call your own foul here. Please do, man. We want to continue to elevate Black women um, on this podcast and across the board. And I think I want to bring the same conversation back to uh, Janet Huber and to make sure that we also elevate her story and what happened to her on the set of, Will, of of Fresh Prince by other Black folks, that that story happens to Black women across the board. And I wanted to say something when it happened or when we were talking about it and I did it, um, to elevate that getting backed into a corner and like you're the unruly one, like you're the one that is making this not go well. Uh, black women get blamed for that all the time in the workplace, all the time. Um, and I, ha I see it, I ha it happens to, as it happened to my partner. So, you know, when you see it, it feels different. Um, and so just to make sure that we are willing to hear the other side of the story uh, of black women in particular, because they can be, and oftentimes are shunned out of being able to tell their story and what they're feeling. And that's it for today's episode, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you heard, if you're leaving with a level up, please subscribe, review, and spread the good word so that we can all thrive. And you can join us every week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And until next time, we are the four guys looking forward. And this is the Men Up Podcast.